The Man About Town podcast is brought to you by Trusted Sons, America's handyman company. 209-269-2727. Every journey starts with a single step. The Trusted Sons started here. The Trusted Sons, America's handyman company. They're a veterans employment platform for people transitioning from the military life to civilian life. Trusted Sons provide complete home care solutions and handyman services. No job too small. They can do it all. The Trusted Sons are America's handyman company. One call does it all. 209-269-2727. Put your trust back in the handyman business by calling 209-269-2727 for the Trusted Sons, America's handyman company. Thank you for coming back this week. If you haven't turned on the post notification button, please do so. And then share or follow wherever you get your podcast. Do that. I'm continuing to grow a homegrown podcast about Manteca, California, and its heavy hitters. I saw this article online from the Manteca Bulletin. Great journalist Jason Campbell sort of summarized Dino's career. I'm going to do it in an audio sense in just a moment, but... Let me go ahead and just summarize, if you will, from Jason's article. When Dino Cunyol started his career as an educator for Manteca schools, Manteca was a one-horse town, Manteca High School. And that's where he taught orientation and world history to freshmen. And the town had roughly about 7,000 people. That's actually the same population as the Northern California town of Susanville, where Dino grew up and graduated from Lassen High. And for the next four decades, Dino Cunial served the youth of the community as a teacher, a coach, an administrator, and earned him the honor of having his name on the stadium at the high school, where he worked for 34 years. East Union. Cunial Field. Before he achieved legendary status for his time at East Union, where he was part of the school's Hall of Fame, Dino Cunial was a Manteca Buffalo. In the fall of 1961, he started teaching geography and orientation to freshmen at MHS. He was recruited by Don Reed and Joe Handy to help coach basketball. He became an official coach the following year when he took over the freshman football program. He would hold that position until East Union High School opened up, effectively splitting Manteca and its loyalties to high schools right in half. And while the opening of East Union High School split the team in half and led to some very tense opening years where the rivalries got out of hand, Dino never lost touch with his Manteca High School colleagues or lost sight of where he came from. Over the years, he has worked with a who's who of local coaching and education legends, Vern Gephardt, Rick Arukin, Dick Durham, Bill Stricker. Same year that he walked away from coaching and assumed the role of athletic director at East Union, longtime friend Walker Vick did the same thing at Manteca High School. Dino's an avid traveler. He now relishes in watching his grandchildren play sports both locally and in other parts of California. He's been retired for a couple of decades, and while he misses the town he knew when he first arrived more than 50 years ago, Dino Cunial says he still loves Manteca and those that call it home, just like he and his wife Sharon do. And now let me scratch the surface of the life of Dino Cunial on this week's Man About Town podcast that I call the Manteca Podcast. It's a very creative name, right? Let's do this. Please let the DJ in Yeah, I brought my microphone And I've come to talk to him The husband to Sharon He knew for all his life That she would be his wife 
Romantica countryside That's where Dino and Sharon do reside Many moons you were there On East Union Lancer Did you think you'd ever see a Dino? Cunial Field in this city just stay true to family Stay close to your friends Don't forget, toast each sundown with wine, Dino Cunial. Hey, don't let that old man in Let's go ahead and start the show now Come on, come on Well, why that song right there? I'm sorry I screwed it up so bad, Dino, but... Uh, well, I just like the, the lyrics, and uh, I'm at that age now. I'm trying to keep the old man out and trying to keep active. Are you a Toby Keith fan by uh, design? Not, not really, but I'm a country and western fan, so I do like a lot of country and western artists. I was country and western in this market for over 20-plus years. Yeah. Probably not the country and western you're talking about, though. You're probably going to go back a ways yeah um, uh, Willie Nelson type guy you know mm-hmm. I, I always like Willie Nelson and some others too but. tell everybody who you are oh, I'm Dino Cunyol I have lived in Manteca since 1961 I started teaching uh, in 61 at Manteca High and uh, I taught there for six years and then when East Union opened up the principal uh, at the new high school asked me if I was interested in transferring and I was so I transferred out to East Union High and I taught there for uh, 33 years sacrilege leaving the buffaloes yeah. why was it more money were uh, what was it a new challenge new challenge and new opportunity basically I wanted to be a uh uh, head football coach instead of a freshman football coach. So that's what, and uh, along with basketball. So and who was the head coach in those days at Manteca? Uh, 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 Phil Harmon. Okay. Yeah, Phil Harmon was one of my early heroes. I enjoyed him and him and a, a young uh, a gentleman named Artie Fairbanks. They kind of tutored me and helped me along with my career. Now, among others those names aren't familiar to me and i'm a good manteca high guy so i i we've we've ventured into elsewhere haven't yeah, we yeah way back i'm probably <laughs> uh yeah i probably haven't come into fruition yet i'm a 68 model okay and yeah. a high school 86 model so <laughs> okay I, you're probably are when did you get out of teaching 2000 2000 yeah sharon and i both retired at the same time well you know what you brought up sharon bring her over here real quick come on over here and jump in this uh get in this interview over here who are you? I'm the other half, Dino Cunyol's wife, Sharon. You were my fifth grade teacher. That's yes. how I know the Cunyol name. It's not because of you, Dino. All the great things yeah, you've done and yeah. the football field with your name on it. And it's actually your wife who's the superstar over here for me. Okay. Yeah. I- In fifth grade, I left St. Anthony's and came to Shasta School. I'm sorry that the talking boy moved on to be a radio DJ. Can you believe they did that? I made money talking. Yes. I, I can, can barely, believe that. I could barely get the teachers to teach me, right? They weren't teaching. Mr. Pinto didn't teach any classes. I had to go over to the office, you know. And 
you know how it goes. Did you visit Mr. Pinto? I did. You never no, sent me, but I did I visit. I never Ms. sent you. I know I didn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Mrs. Cuniel, who's that guy next to you right there? Where'd you meet him? I met him uh, we were in high school. What high school? Well, I went to one high school. He went to the other. He was from Susanville. I was from Westwood. We were about 21 miles apart. Susanville. I went there and applied for a radio job one time. There were no sidewalks anywhere. And I thought, I'm not sure, though. This place is a little far away. It's a little <laughs> bit weird. And there's like four prisons or something up yeah, there. Uh, outside of Susanville. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what? Did you go to a prom? Did you, uh, what, holding hands? How do, you, how do you get together, you guys? Well, my best friend was going with a boy over there in Susanville. And she brought... I think they set us up, and uh, we dated through high school, and uh, we got married, and went on to Sacramento when he went away to college. So, you guys are a, a literal teaching power couple here yeah. in Manteca. How long did you teach, Sharon? Uh, I had thirty-three years, thirty-five, because I subbed a lot, long-term sub. Well, you know, the kids were little. I, I wanted to stay uh, home more at that time, but. Uh, I think total when I retired, and that's what counted, you know, your retirement. And I think 35 years I had. 35 years. Great couple. A great couple. What do you want to say to him? Say something to him that you may have never told him. I mean, I know you love him and all that, but what would you like to tell him after all these years? Hey, it's been 64, 65 wonderful years, Dino. And I tell him that often, though, so it's not anything he hasn't heard. Look at his, he lights up. Look at his cheeks light up when you said something nice about him. (laughs) Huh? No, we have. We, we've worked together as a couple through it all. You know, when things were financially, teachers didn't make a lot of money when we came to Manteca. So, you know, we had to struggle and, and learn how to budget our money. But, uh, you know, those were the good years, too. Together. What's true about that man? Everything you've probably heard from, you, you've interviewed a lot of yeah. our closest friends and everything. I was wondering if it matched up. Oh, I, I am sure it does. I haven't heard it yet. But I, I know the people, and uh, yeah, Dino's well thought of by a lot of people. And so are you. Well, we've, we've made Manteca our home. You know, we were born and raised, we always say, up in Northern California, but we've been here longer than any place. So Manteca is our home now, I think. Well, all the generations of kids. Um, yes, and again, that's what makes it special. Thank you, for sure. On behalf of all those kids, I'm one of them, so know, thank you. I know, And uh, you guys are great, and I never met this man until the month ago. I've heard about him all oh, until I came over here that, that day uh, to talk to you guys. Never met him, never seen, didn't know even know what he looked like. I'll be darned, because he's been around. <laughs> well, that's what I hear. He's a superstar you know, of Manteca. We're about to tell the story of it. Well, a lot of sports and athletics, he been around all that stuff for years so and you yeah that stuff over there y'all y'all are some cunial stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah very nice to see you sharon thank you for having me in your house all right thank all right. you aaron sure oh yeah it gets hot in the hot seat doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> that's your wife yeah a great lady we've been together a long time and we still enjoy each other she said that there was a put up at the date. It was, it was, and uh, uh, the thing that I kid her about is I was kind of a not really outgoing guy, but uh, kind of quiet. And uh, she no. asked, she asked me to dance, Ooh. and that's what started. And I was not a really good dancer, but uh, she was able to follow me, and that made a lot of difference. <laughs> and when was this? What year was this? Oh God, it must have been fifty three, fifty four. 
great. We were both still in high school. You're one of Manteca's great couples. You just are. Well, we're really happy that we're together. I just got through thanking her. I was a little cranky the other day. I wasn't feeling real well. Yeah, you guys have been struck by the COVID bug. I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad that I'm able to come by and, uh, and interview yeah, you. Know, both of you end up getting it. You, came out and, yeah. you both look spectacular, as always. You went to school in Susanville. Lassen High School. Okay, and what were your sports? Were you a standout? Uh, I was above average. I, uh, at a small high school, uh, a high school was about 600 people, and if you were uh, an That's athlete, a lot of people for that area, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it was a big, uh, Susanville's the biggest town in Lassen County. It's a uh, county seat. And we had uh, kids that came from the, the rural area. And until my uh, junior year, we had about 50 kids coming from Herlong, which was a small uh, ammunition dump. And it was a federal government. And those kids uh, bust to Lassen High School. And uh, so if you were an athlete, you uh, played, there were four major sports and you may, you played all four of the sports. And what do you think you were the best at? Either basketball or football. I was not very big, but I was very aggressive. And uh, as a football player, I played on the varsity team as a sophomore. I kind of remember that as being challenging because most of my friends when we traveled they went on the uh, freshman sophomore bus I had to go on the varsity bus and I didn't really have any friends at that level a lot of acquaintances but not any friends and I remember that being as a problem for me but I lived with it and was able to finish the season when did you decide you wanted to help kids for a living you know I had an older brother his name was Dario and he went uh, he was uh, three years older than I was and he went to Chico and he came home and told us he told his mother and father our parents that he wanted to be a teacher and he wanted to coach and uh, he was kind of my role model and when he uh, came home with that uh, idea I thought as a sophomore in high school, that's what I wanted to do, too. Hmm. Outside of teaching, what was your first job? Oh, uh, <laughs> when I was about seven, eight years old, we had a, a friend that had about, oh, 25 dairy cows. And once a day, he'd let them go out and graze. And that was my first job. I took care of those 25, 30 cows for about five or six hours. At seven and eight years eight, old? Eight years old. Wow. Uh, but I got paid a dollar a day, so I thought I was doing real well. Good money. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of spending money. My friends didn't have. You went off to college? I started at Lassen Junior College, which was right there in Susanville. And from there, I uh, transferred to Sac State. In Sac State, I graduated and then I did a year's uh, graduate work so I could teach high school. And I got my credential, and that was uh, in 61. And my first job was at Manteca High in 61-62 school year. Who's that? My name is Rick Wool. I've known Dino okay. Cunio since 1968, when I had his daughter in my sixth grade class at Lindbergh School. We, we were both coaches. He coached at East Union High School, and I was coaching at Manteca High School. And I've known him since then through various roles. We coached together, East Union, for a number of years and taught in the same department, social studies. The one thing I know about Dino Cuno is that his love for East Union High School, and even more important than that, how he cared and worked with kids. 
He was truly a, an outstanding teacher. He cared about kids, and it didn't matter what background they came from. He had a unique ability to work with them, to help them, and to provide guidance for them. So I went over to uh, Rick Interbitson's place, and I wore the green hat, right? You know, <laughs> I would not walk into Dino Cunio's with my Manteca high oh, hat on. I, 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 I'm just not going to do it. I have one. I'm not going to do it. I still wear it on occasion, not too often. <laughs> no, not in public. Not Well, it depends. It depends on where I go. <laughs> How about a great story, Rick? Oh, one of our best memories we had was the year we coached an undefeated football team at East Union High School. It was a long, hard, I guess I'll use the word campaign, all working together, discussing, and sometimes having a little disagreements about how we were going to do things. But in the end, what mattered was the kids and working with them and so they could be successful. You know, as a teacher and a coach and, and other occupations, how you work with, how you help kids, how you see their growth and development is what provides satisfaction to you. And I know that that was one of Dino Cunio's favorite values. How about why is he a treasure to our city? Dino Cunio has been totally and completely loyal to the Manteca community, whether it's when he's a teacher and coach at Manteca High School or at East Union High School. And it goes back to his basic core values of caring about his family, caring about helping people and helping other people succeed and, and, and trying to be fair and equitable with everybody. Who's this guy to you, Rick Wool? Oh, Rick's just a good friend. He's been a friend for a long time. We coach together. We have the same values, same work ethic, and he's just a good man to have on your side, and he was an outstanding football coach. Good friend. A funny story. Uh, just the, the many activities we were involved in, whether it was coaching, teaching, going to having parties after the games. Dino was always a fun, positive person to be around. As far as a specific funny story, I ain't gonna hold that one back. A talent, Dino likes to work with wood. He's a very good work woodworker. And I know in his past years since retirement, he's been working in his shop, producing many treasures for his family and friends. Whether they're bird houses, doll houses, uh, Chester drawers, desks, or other articles. He takes distinct pleasure in doing that. Now you didn't build this table, did you? No. Okay. I saw these little, I thought, I saw little circles here with the squares over no, there. See those? No. I thought, oh, you I'm know. not quite that uh, good. <laughs> you like to work with wood. I do. Yeah. I Where'd that it. come from? Uh, I had a really outstanding uh, shop teacher in high school. His name was Clarence Ash, and uh, uh, I still use a lot of the techniques that he taught. And uh, I made some uh, end tables and a coffee table for my sister right after she got married, and uh, I took those to the state fair and won a blue ribbon with those. Oh, uh, so you've been doing this a long time. Yeah. Uh, I started okay. as a young man. Boy. I want a stand-up bandsaw. That's what I don't have. I'd like to have a stand-up bandsaw. I have one. I got to get one. Yeah, they're, they're very versatile. Yeah. They do 
a lot of things with them. They had them at the Boys and Girls Club when they first put oh, in the really? Boys and Girls Club in Antigua. They had a whole wood shop and nobody in it. Oh, Could really? you imagine oh. walking uh, 10, 11 year old kids going in there nowadays with OSHA and oh, whatnot? Yeah, you got to be careful. Right up yeah. to the belt sander. Yeah, yeah. Nine years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Could have cut everything off of yeah. that thing. How? What's your worst accident woodworking? Uh, I uh, tore the f- uh, nail off my thumb. With what? I was working on my uh, crosscut saw, and I wasn't paying attention. Ooh. The board kicked back. Ooh. Yeah, I had to have a few stitches. But Yikes. I still have all my fingers, and I'm fortunate. I know. I counted before I asked. I didn't really <laughs> want to know if, you know, something really bad had happened. I opened up no, a... No bad things. Open up a closet very, very full of... Very careful. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, right? Right. Rick, is there something you like to say about him? What I like to say about Dino, he's been a good friend, a solid friend. He's been helpful to me in, in a lot of ways, in different situations. We worked well together, and basically it was always for what we could do to help kids to succeed. And I think that's what his real treasure is. He liked to work with kids. He liked to help kids. He liked to see them be successful. His kids, our kids, anybody's kids. What was a funny story he didn't want to tell me? Uh, yeah, there were so many I couldn't tell oh, Okay, you. <laughs> all right. So that's the reason. It wasn't that there was one above the, the line. Or... Uh, there were several. We've had a lot of fun together, especially at our coaches' clinics. Who's next? I'm Marion Elliott, oh, and uh, oh. I first met Nino Cunyal oh. about 60 years ago on a high school basketball court. My goodness. 60 years ago? I'm only yeah. 54. <laughs> you guys? Marion Elliott, heavy hitter. Where'd you meet him? I was working for the city recreation department and uh, supervising and an adult recreation basketball league and Dino was playing on one of the teams. What I first noticed about him and he was of course a young teacher his first teaching job at Manteca High School was that he was a very fierce competitor. Everything was on the up and up, but he certainly exhibited that on the basketball court. That first meeting uh, developed into a friendship. And one thing I can say about Dino is, and it sounds kind of corny, but it's true. If you were to look up in the dictionary the word friend, the definition of friend, Dino Cunhal would have his name there. Just a true friend. Thanks to Marion. He's a good cat. Yeah, he is. We've been friends for a long time, and we still do a lot of things socially. What do you know to be true about Dino, Marion? I could see in a young 20-some-year-old Dino leadership qualities, even at that age. Loyal, generous, ethical. He went on, and life developed so that he was in a leadership situation as a teacher at Manteca High School and later at the new East Union High School and he accomplished a lot of things. If you were to ask Dino to develop something or to supervise something, you could depend on Dino to have everything well organized and smooth operating and accomplish something. That was my nature. I had uh, good training. I had an older brother and a father who were task-oriented and you start something, you finish it, and you work hard to accomplish what you want to finish, so. Do you not have uh, unfinished tasks everywhere? Oh, I do have oh, some okay. of those, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, maybe, he's, maybe this guy's got the, the, the answer to life. Uh, no, uh, you know, I, uh, my wife gets a little irritated with me. If I start a, a, a project in the shop, I tend to be a little, uh, I concentrate on doing that and finishing it. And sometimes I work a little longer than I should. And so right now I'm between projects what are they 
Oh, I made uh, 24 memory boxes for my grandchildren and friends. And I, I, I pride myself in doing this with reclaimed wood. Oh, okay. Usually I use cedar or uh, redwood. And where do you reclaim from? Oh, I have a friend that has a guy that uh, tears down fences and he keeps me well. Uh, up on the wood. Uh, well, well, up on the wood. <laughs> What's your favorite wood to work? I, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I just like to do woodwork. And uh, I've been using redwood a lot lately and uh, because it's available. Go on, have a maybe funny story? I, don't, I can't think of a particular funny story about Dino. It's that every time we get together in a friendly social situation, we laugh constantly. So it's not just one funny story. It's every time we are together socially. It's fun. It's a funny story. That's about the best I can do. Wait a second. We gave him up on the uh, bathroom story in the church. Over, over. Oh. He wouldn't give you up for nothing, and you gave you gave me that on him. Oh, so. that was back when we were in uh, Spain together. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a funny story. But I'm not going to repeat it. No, now. it's already been. It's out there <laughs> it's in the cyber world. There. Yes. Okay. It's, it's going to be there forever. The internet. You know how the internet works, oh, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Yep. Something maybe I didn't ask you, Mr. Elliot. Dino and I share a lot of things. I would say that uh, what we haven't covered or what hasn't been asked of me was uh, Dino's family life. He's a well-organized family life. He's very proud of his family. He's very proud of his uh, religion. He's very active in the Knights of Columbus and has had leadership positions in that uh, organization. Uh, we go to the same church. People probably don't realize that about Dino. I've had three bigwigs from the Knights of Columbus, man. This is uh, Elliot, Augustini, and now Cunio. Uh, what uh, other bigwigs are in there? Well, who am uh, I missing in that in that uh, that Knights of Columbus uh, meeting? Well, there's a lot of them. It's just a really good organization, and we try to do as much as we can to make things better for the church here in town, the Catholic Church. Is there something you'd like to say about it? Maybe a talent? Yes. In his retirement, he has developed a woodworking hobby. He's very creative. He's made some small articles of furniture for me without me even asking and also for my wife. He's just a generous young man. And I say young because he's four years younger than I am. <laughs> for all the things that Dino has achieved in his uh, career, every honor, every accolade, every achievement that he has received, he has deserved, more than deserved. He has worked so hard for so many things. He worked for over 20 years to get East Union High School their own football stadium. And of course, he was rewarded by having the football field named after him, Dino Cunhal Field. But he deserved it, and he's a, he, a, being selected to the Manteca Hall of Fame, he deserved it. Everything that he has accomplished it's because of his hard work, and uh, it's not—it's it's appropriate that uh, the community, not only the school community, but the city community, has uh, recognized him and rewarded him for that. He sort of said that uh, in retirement you became quite a woodworker, but the the actual true story is it started back in high school that you started working wood. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more pickup after you retired, but you've been doing this your whole life. I thought maybe you picked it up afterwards, but no, there's something no, you've been no. doing. No, it started, uh, we have the, the basement area in this house, and uh, that was unfinished, and uh, that was my big project. So I, I've always enjoyed working with my hands and uh, woodworking was something that kind of came natural to me. My father was a woodworker. So was my brother. 
Y'all keep it in the family. Everything. Right. Tradition, tradition. Tradition. That's an Italian family. My family, my parents were both uh, immigrants. They worked very hard and they taught us to work hard. My dad used to tell me he used to be a little backward. And he said, never be afraid to ask for a job. And then once you get the job, he says, do it to the best of your ability. And that's kind of carried through. Never be afraid to ask for a job. Really? Yeah. Who's next? I am Bill Whiteside, retired assistant superintendent, Manteca Unified School District. First met the Cunios in 1972 as Sharon, Dino's wife, was our daughter's fourth grade teacher. We associated over the years, personally and professionally, and fortunately have enjoyed each other's friendship into our 80s. There is a lot to be said about Dino. He's a man of character, a gentleman, family-oriented, true to his beliefs, and a loyal friend. Who's this gentleman? I know his daughter. I had a ROP class with Karen Whiteside. You're right. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Bill is a good friend. Yeah, and Karen is uh, his, one of his daughters. He has Sherry and Karen. I just shouted. I just I know. Yeah, Karen. Yeah. Hey, hey, Karen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's this guy to you? He was one of our one of my bosses, really, when he was a super, assistant superintendent, and uh, we've just gotten to be close friends. Oh, we've gone to several shows together, and uh, we usually there's a group of us that get to together friday nights and we go out and have dinner and then afterwards sometimes have desserts and uh just uh, renew old acquaintances and keeping things going are they horse people they were in the 4-h a lot of 4-h uh, uh animals got it yeah sheep and uh i think mostly sheep <laughs> give me a great personal memory that you have about dino we have enjoyed over the years attending live theater at the fallon house in columbia and the theater in sonora with Sharon and Dino. Sharon and Dino are a great company. We've had many enjoyable times with them. Yeah, we'd go to lunch, make it a day, you know, and it was, uh, we saw some good plays up there. And uh, Are you a thespian? No, I never, uh, I was in one high school play and that was more than enough. I had a very small part and I had a tough time carrying it out. And I had a lot of friends in the audience that would boo me once I came on stage. So I learned very quickly that I didn't need to be on that stage. Those aren't friends. Oh, they were. They were. They had a lot of fun with it. Why is he a treasure to the town? Dino is living history of Manteca, teaching at Manteca High and East Union from the 60s until retirement. One other thing, uh, Sharon is also a treasure met to Manteca. She's yes. been a principal uh, in Manteca and done a lot of work with Sir Optimus in the church. She's a treasure to Manteca as well. She is. She's a, she is a treasure, more ways than one. Hey, Bill, do you have a funny story about this man? For years, Dino hosted a monthly bocce game for several gentlemen friends. On one occasion, a gopher was observed by all poking its head. <laughs> In torso from the borough, Dino secured his 12-gauge shotgun, dispatching a round toward the gopher to no avail. Laughter erupted. Dino <laughs> swore he hit the gopher, but we knew better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You didn't hit it? Uh, I think I hit it, but uh, they all swear that I didn't, so I'd have to go with their... Have you ever seen Caddyshack? Yes, I have seen Caddyshack. To blow up the whole thing to yeah, try to get the... The gopher. Yeah. Yeah. So you... Yep, but... Uh, I have a shotgun that I use on occasion, not too often. <laughs> Is there something I didn't ask, Bill? Well, growing up in Susanville, Dino was in touch with the outdoors and became a profession hunter and fisherman. He continues to enjoy woodworking in his shop 
and has made heirlooms and articles for his family. He really enjoys making things and giving them to other folks. And those things that he made, are have they have quite good quality. And I'm sure his grandchildren will enjoy them for years and years. That's why they're heirlooms. I need to get a microphone or something. You need, they need a way. Just if you're ever bored, you know, work up a wooden microphone of some sort. <laughs> Uh, I'll commission you for a wooden microphone. Avid hunter and fisherman also. That's the first time I've heard that. Mostly fishing uh, since I moved to Mantilla. Growing up, uh, we hunted. My uh, parent, my dad hunted, and so did my brother, and so did I. I hear around the way you're a hell of a gopher killer, too. (laughs) Yeah. Say something to him you might never told him. Truly enjoyed our friendship with the Kunils over the years, and we wish them both continued good health and happiness. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill, for the nice things. Uh, We have enjoyed you and Nelda, and we hope to continue sharing our experiences and doing the things that we enjoy doing. Thanks again. And uh, who's a real important teacher man to you? Well, Vern's just a close friend now. We still uh, associate and do things together. Uh, He uh, was a very successful head football coach at uh, East Union. Then later on, he became the athletic director at uh, Sierra and was very successful at that. He's just a a good friend that I've always enjoyed being around, just like Bill and Rick. I used to see at the pool, you know, you go down the pool, and that's back when they used to put the stuff on the nose, right? And he had, you know, the the bleached and looked like he was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Closer to the kids than he was closer he to the teacher. He still looks teams. like a kid. He's in really good shape. Let's bring him in. Thanks, Aaron, for giving me this opportunity to speak about my friend Dino Cunio. Sure. I'm Vern Gebhardt, and I'm currently on the San Joaquin County Office of Education Board and the San Joaquin County Teachers College Board. I also serve on the Recreation Board here uh, for Friends of Recreation here in Manteca. I met uh, Dino Cunio for the first time in 1968 after coming down from the University of Pacific to look at a job that I was offered as an intern at East Union High School. The first person I ran into was Dino as I came into the office and Dino greeted me and brought me into principal's office, that time Phil Radoni, and I spoke with Phil a little bit, and then Dino took me over to the Manteca Golf Course, where Ed Williams, the athletic, the current athletic director at that time and head football coach, was uh, the golf coach. He introduced me to Ed, and, and then the rest is history. So Dino and I go way back to 1968. Do you remember that day? I remember Vern, and uh, I was impressed with his background and the fact that he was uh, a starting split end at UOP, and uh, we were looking for young people uh, to fill some positions out there, and I uh, remember taking him to the golf course and introducing him to the head football coach. That's where our friendship started. It's been ongoing since. What's true about Dino? I can tell you one thing about Dino. He is the most honest, fair, and considerate person that I've known. And we've been friends, as I had mentioned before, since 1968. He is very, very good at what he does, no matter what he chooses to do. In the case of his being an outstanding teacher and athletic director, I think it's basically known amongst all the students that he's had in the past that he is one of the best. 
Great. Go on, Vern. Dino and I have just had so many great memories. But probably the greatest memory would be in 1974 when Dino was my offensive football coach and the team that we coached that year at East Union High School was undefeated and the first Valley Hook League championship at East Union High School. And Dino played an important role in leading the team to that victory and to that championship because of his outstanding ability to coach offensive plays and call plays for me and he just did a tremendous tremendous job what are some of your favorite plays probably one that we used to joke a lot about uh, with rick and uh, with uh, Vern was the wedge right play where we just had everybody block inside we took our very good running back several of them dana taylor uh was probably the best but there were several others that were just as good and we'd run that ball and we had linemen not big but very very active that would open the hole no matter what and get gone baby get gone get get gone get get gone yeah dino is a treasure to mantica because of his teaching ability coaching ability and his athletic director ship at the east junior high school that's why the stadium is named after dino he hired tremendous coaches when he was the athletic director. He did an outstanding job. He was the spearhead, basically, of the formation of the Athletic Boosters Club that raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for the athletic programs at East Union High School. He's also a member of the Knights of Columbus and the Catholic Church here in Manteca, where he's done tremendous work and meets actually still on Wednesdays with the group from the church to discuss church issues. Dino also taught with his wife, Sharon, marriage and family at the church. So, Dino's done some tremendous things, and I probably couldn't even go, I'd have to go on for an hour if I was going to talk to you about all of them. Good on you. What do they just don't have it? So you, you implemented most of this stuff to a brand new school. Some of it. You know, uh, there were uh, good leaders out there. Ed Williams was uh, outstanding. A guy named Jim Stark, who uh, went on to become a principal up in Paradise. Phil Radoni was an outstanding principal. A guy named Dan Schneck. They uh, made a lot of wonderful contributions to East Union, and I just made sure that we carried on with those contributions at other people. What's been the best decade for East Union, do you think? Oh, gosh. Probably the 90s. Uh, Yeah, I'm just guessing here. We had a lot of very successful teams in the 90s. Our girls program really took off. We had some outstanding girls basketball teams we had the 80s and 90s and then outstanding softball we had outstanding baseball teams and uh, we've always had a very good academic standing our kids were able to go from east union and be successful in college too scott brooks is he the most famous uh, yes, okay. I, I would say he probably is. We've had uh, others that went on to college and did well, but nobody did as well as Scott. And what was what were the talks of Scott back in those days when uh, when oh, he was playing high school ball? Well, what were he, the talks? Uh, he was an outstanding high school player. Uh, we uh, did you move him up? Was he moved up into oh, the varsity? Yeah, he was up on the varsity. Are you part of that? No, I did not coach basketball at that time. Bill Stricker. Sure, I wish coach. I wish coach was still here. I yeah. would have got him on the show. Yeah. I love that guy. I love Bill too. Very small. 
Very small guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very small yeah. guy. He's one of the few people that would have to duck to walk in the door. Tell me about uh, Scott Brooks, who's a person from oh, he's a good, just hard, the way you know. Hard worker. You know, his whole family, he had a couple of older brothers uh, that went to East Union that were also outstanding mm -hmm. athletes, but they didn't work as hard at it as Scott did. I remember a story when uh, he was uh, interviewed or inducted into the Lathrop Hall of Fame or something. They, they had opened up the rec center out there, and uh, Scott had a way of getting into that rec center when it wasn't really open. And I'm not sure what that was, <laughs> but uh, he'd be in there shooting baskets all the time. And uh, one of the coaches at the eighth grade out there, a guy named Jack DiVincenzi, worked on his shot with him. And he carried that on to high school. Uh, and I remember when he was a senior, I think the team lost four games that year. And three of them, Four of them were to the same school. Modesto High was brought into the league because Modesto High School in uh, in the city of Modesto was having trouble competing with the, uh, the upper league. And uh, East Union lost four games that year, three to Modesto High in the league and one in the Modesto tournament to Modesto High. And those were the only games that uh, Scott lost. Tell me a funny story. Probably one of the funniest stories was when we were coaching together, and Dina was, the again, the offensive coordinator, and we were at a practice session. And each week, we told the kids, take their uniforms home and wash them and make sure you bring back clean uniforms for practice the next day. Uh, and that would be Monday's practice. Well... This one young man, I'll, I'll, I won't give you his real name, but we'll call him Terry. <laughs> Terry went home and he had his mom wash his clothes. Unfortunately, his practice uniform was put in with either red towels or <laughs> a red blanket or something. Oh, no. So Terry came back to practice that day. And Dino came into my office and he says, Coach, have you seen Pinky? I said, Pinky? Who's Pinky? Well, you'll see. You'll see who Pinky is. So I walked out to the practice field, and there he was, Pinky, in his pink uniform. So we all had a big uh, laugh about that. And from that point on, Terry was called Pinky. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun time. But he was a good kid, and he—not uh, his fault. No, it wasn't his fault. But he uh, and the kids uh, had uh, his best interests at heart. And uh, if I remember correctly, one of the kids gave him one of his uh, jerseys that was white, so he could wear that white jersey in, at practice. Think he's better than Whitey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's whitey. Yeah. You don't know. Well, we had a that that '74 team. We had a lot of really good athletes that weren't very big, and Vern gave me the job of being the uh, special teams coach. So I took about or uh, ten, ten of the good little athletes, and I got Vern's permission, and uh, I wanted them to be able to letter. So I made them my kickoff team. And uh, I had the kicker, who was uh, one of our better athletes, as the safety. And those kids, nobody ever returned a kickoff on us the whole year. And uh, they were able to, I, I called them the rinky-dinks, which was not too sharp on my part, but uh, they loved it. You could say that back then, and nobody no, cared. You no, couldn't no, do no, that now. No, no. Couldn't do that now. No. 
That's true. But they 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 uh, took the challenge and they uh, were successful for the twelve games that we played that year. Tell me about your children. Well, Sharon and I had uh, three children. Lori was our oldest daughter, and uh, she graduated and became a. She went into interior design for about 10 years, but after she got married and had kids, she went back and got her teaching credential, and she passed away at the age of 48, which was really a a sad thing. Sorry to hear. Yeah. Julie is uh, our second daughter, and she uh, lives here in Manteca. Uh, She works for the Manteca Unified School District as a teacher's aide. She's had various jobs and has done very well. Oh, I don't want to cut you off there, but I see someone. Yeah, come on in. Hello, my name is Julie Cunho. I am Dino Cunho's daughter and live in Manteca, working for Manteca Unified School District. Oh, she sounds like your wife. I mean (laughs) identical. Yeah, she does. To your wife. Hi, Julie. What I know about my father to be true is that he is a very hardworking, honest man that believes family must come first. And he's always... (laughs) instilled that in his children, his grandchildren, and lived by that meaning of family being first and honest and true, hard worker. And I mean, I've only talked to your wife a couple times since she was my teacher, but if I heard that audio (laughs) to me, that would sound like Mrs. Cunio, my teacher. Yeah. Very, uh, very, do they look the same? Very close. Oh, okay. Very close. I find that happens too. How about a great memory, Julie? I was fortunate enough to go with my mother and father, my brother, his wife, and his son, as well as my son and son-in-law, who traveled quite a bit and were very helpful in planning and guiding us through the countrysides to get to our designation of Pisano, which is the village my Nono and Nona were from. It's totally different overseas than in foreign countries, but it was really amazing. Growing up with the last name Cunyal, it's not a normal, regular Smith or Jones, but over there, there's street signs with Cunyal on it and just a massive church that's more like a cathedral that my no-no and no-no were married in and of course meeting family and watching my father you know speak Italian and communicate with people it's really an eye-opener and it was a trip of a lifetime something that I'll never ever be able to replicate or do again but it was just so awesome to see a different side of your family and where you come from. You speak because they were immigrants? Was Were they uh, only speaking uh, Italian in the house? Uh, at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, my parents were both. Im- my dad came. Uh, he was a veteran of World War One in 1919. He was 19 years old. He had a sister that had immigrated to the U.S. and she sponsored him. And he came and worked on her dairy for a year to pay her back. And then he settled in Susanville. He uh, worked there for about nine years, bought a house and and then went back to uh, the same hometown called Posano. And uh, he met my mother there, married her and brought her back to Susanville. And that's where uh, Dario, Norm, and I were. Culture shock, I bet. Well, Susanville uh, was similar to Posano. Okay. It's a small village that is in the Italian Alps, but okay. it kind of eases into uh, Venice, okay. about 40 kilometers from Venice. And Susanville kind of is in the Sierra Nevadas, easing into the Honey Lake Valley. But it was, my mother said for the first several months, she cried herself to sleep because she missed home. But after a while, she adjusted. And then uh, when I was in high school, she went back for her second visit. And she said that was it. She didn't want to go back anymore because she had all that she needed in Susanville. And it was uh, 
much more comfortable living where the house was and everything. So my dad wouldn't go back. And you still speak that Italian? Uh, Let me hear some. Let's hear some uh, of that slick tongue. I'm doing well. Once I got back, I was kind of forced to speak. It came back very quickly. I grew up speaking Italian. I started school and kindergarten. Mrs. Ebner took Carlo Petroni, Giulio Muir, and Dino Cunyol and put us at the same table because we were still learning English. I was fortunate though. My brother and sister were both older. They spoke English around the house to me. Wow. So I was able to, and it wasn't uh, that I needed uh, tutoring in English. I could speak English, but I was I was kind of a shy young boy. Your original English second language student? Yeah, one of them. Yes. Do they even have that? That wasn't even called that. Probably. No, no, uh, put those no. guys over there. Yeah, and yeah. Talk yeah, to them. Talk to them. They could talk together in Italian. Does it run hand in hand with uh, with uh, Spanish? Very close. Right. Very close. Right. A lot of words are the same. Right. Why is he a treasure to town, Julie? I believe my father is a treasure to Manteca because of the amount of time that he's put in in every aspect of town from parks and recreation to the uh, Knights of Columbus, the Italian Catholic Federation, um, East Union High School, which he started career there the first year it was open, only having freshmen and sophomores and a very, very small campus without any extras whatsoever. It's a long time ago and things weren't done as they are now where school opens and has a football stadium and a swimming pool and a big gym and a little gym. It just wasn't that way. So they spent football practices at Golden West. Um, You know, the baseball fields had to be, they brought in their own tractors to level them. And it was just a labor of love. And of course, you know, working with students and staff after school, many hours and time fundraising to make the extras that East Union needed come alive. It's one of the many things that make my father a treasure. All doing this without really complaining or ever really venting in any negative way. You're there with Ron Augustini. Yep. And the teach is Jose Barron there at that time? Jose was there. And my wife's uncle, Dennis Crockett. I'm related yeah. to the Crockett's. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah so Dennis you've got the story was, of all of that. Yeah, Dennis was our first student body president. Right. Yeah. Talented. Yes. Very, 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 very talented. A funny story about my father has to do with my three sons. There used to be walnut trees out on the property, and my brother and I would go and, you know, pick them up, clean them up, and, and of course, take them in for money. And my dad always tried to make it kind of a game with my three sons, but mostly my two oldest boys, he kind of taught them, you know, pick up a nut, and they'd be nuts in the bucket, money in the bank, nuts in the muck, money in the bank. And they still, to this day, laugh and joke and tell about the story where Grandpa said, nuts in the bucket, money in the bank. It's a fact. Fact, yeah. Fact. Yep. It's what they talk about here in the growers region. Right, right. We had about, uh, we had, I had 38 walnut trees here when I first moved here. And uh, I told them, you guys pick up this and I'll haul them to the nut place and what I get is yours. And uh, one year they, uh, between the three of them, they split, I think it was $1,800. Oh my goodness. That's quite a bit of money for young kids. It's quite a bit now. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. How about a special talent? For me personally, one of my father's greatest talents is to make an individual feel secure and safe and at home. When you go to their house, it's come in, welcome, 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 eat, drink, 
enjoy. And that's always been a very big part of my dad's personality that a lot of people might not know or see in him because he can be quiet. But he is very, very adamant about making people coming to his home feel welcome and comfortable. And you do that well. I feel comfy over here. I think that's an Italian trait. I know my parents were that way. Yeah. Yeah. How about a final thought, Julie? One last thing I'll share is that my father is a very competitive individual, and his older brother, he's very, very close to my Uncle Dario, was very competitive as well. We always spent our Thanksgivings with my uncle's family, and one year they decided to go out and play basketball. My boys were out there, and... (laughs) They came and they'd never seen that quite that competitive side of either my uncle or my father. Uh-oh. And boy, they said they just had to get off the court, let them just have at it and enjoy themselves. But So when my son and my nephew came in to tell my sister and I what was going on, we went out to watch for ourselves. And oh my, yes, it was not my brother and my cousin that was going at it. It was my father and my uncle. <laughs> and they were quite physical on the court and making it quite impossible for any other people to be on the court. But they were having a good time and did enjoy themselves. Brothers to the end. How many years was Dario older? Uh, he was three years older. Three than years. That, yeah. uh, basketball, fierce yeah. basketball. You don't look like you're uh, quite the size. Was he taller? Dario was about 5'8". I'm 5'7". <laughs> but we were always competitive. Lori, Julie. And Dan. And Dan. Now, I used to see Dan all the time at St. Anthony's. He was coaching, uh, doing pickup coaching maybe when I was doing some. I saw him at the Harvest Festival, and I said, now, you make sure. You think he told you? I don't think so. I I had to come and tell you. No, he didn't. You dogged me, Dan. You dogged me. Let's bring him in. My name is Dan Cuniel, and Dino is my father. What I know to be true about my father is his deep passion for his family, his faith, and for sports. One of my first childhood memories be going down to the scoop on Saturday mornings. My dad would pick up the sporting grain out of the San Francisco Chronicle and I'd get a little treat. The next memory that I appreciate would be watching my dad on Friday nights. He was a football coach. I was a young boy and I was often the ball boy for the East Union football games. I got to see a whole different side of my father and it impacted me. I went into coaching and I think it's just at a young age, you get to see the excitement and energy of a Friday night high school football game. And it was awesome. And I still love it today. You can hear it in his voice, dad. Instilled that in your son. All that excitement still there when he talks about and recollects it. Very cool. How about a memory, Dan? The memory that means the most to me was being able to visit Italy with my dad and mom. He was able to share the culture and history of Pisano Italy with me and my family. We have some great pictures under the Cunyol street sign where my son still uses it as a screensaver on his phone. But that was an awesome trip. Maybe it's time for another trip to Pisano. How long ago was this? Because they are all gangbusters. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Oh, it's only two years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, if it was a 10 or 15 year ago, you might should well, think about going back to Pisano. Everybody digs Sharon it. Sharon and I have been back three times. Oh, okay. And uh, it was kind of funny. The first time we went back, we were on a tour of Europe. Uh, it was something like a, a long tour. And we left the tour in Venice and rented a car and drove up to Posano. And it was on a Sunday, and I made sure that it was on a Sunday because I wanted to go to church at the temple. My mom and dad, the first time we'd been been there, and my mom and dad talked about 
the temple. And uh, after uh, Mass, I went up and asked the priest if I could take some pictures. And he said, sure. And I was taking some pictures in the temple, and this is kind of a heartwarming story. And this gentleman came up to me, and he says, what is your interest in taking pictures here at this temple? And I said, my mother and father were married here. And, uh, and he says, what were their names? And I told them, Emilio Cunhal and Jaconda Zanesco. He says, you know what? He says, I was the altar boy at their wedding. And I looked at him, and I, I, I was just dumbfounded. And he says, yeah. He says, yes, uh, my name is Virgilio Baron, and I'm the caretaker for the uh, church here along with other little outlying parishes. And he says, you know something? He says, your mother was way too good looking for your father. <laughs> and I looked up, and he was laughing when he said it. And he says, oh, no. He says, yeah, I was. Uh... And after that, we became good friends with him. As an altar boy, he remembered their names? Yes, yes. Well, my dad had been in the States for uh, about nine years. We used to kid him. I said, you couldn't find a wife in the United States? And he says, no. He says, I wanted to marry one that I was sure of. So I said, you had to go back to your home village. And my mom was nine years younger. But that's what he told me. And we became good friends with uh, Virgilio and his two daughters and their families now. So that's who we visit when we go back. It's a great story. Yeah. Great story. Why is he a treasure, Dan? Dino has strong ties to Manteca. He raised his kids in Manteca. He's been part of opening East Union High School and building its culture there. He's been very involved in St. Anthony's Church, where he's a member of the Knights of Columbus, the Italian Catholic Federation, the Harvest Festival. He and my mom used to teach marriage encounter classes at St. Anthony's, and he serves as a member of the Manteca Hall of Fame Committee. With all these clubs and organization, teaching, and being involved in Manteca, I have people that come up to me all the time and say how he's impacted their lives. You know, that these are some of the things that makes him a treasure in Manteca. They put me in in 2015 into the Manteca Hall of Fame for toting these microphones and playing these uh, songs. So on the board, thank you. Appreciate it. And what a great thing. It is a great thing. It's a great thing. Go on. Your final thought, Dan. My biggest compliment to my dad is how much I admire his overall life works. My mom and dad were high school sweethearts. They were married at a young age. They didn't have a lot of money, but it was their hard work ethic and putting themselves through college that they built a strong foundation for me and my sisters. I hope my dad knows he has been a tremendous role model for me. I followed somewhat in his footsteps. I went to college, I became an educator. I've coached football and basketball. I think my wife are raising our families in a very similar way to the way in which he raised my sisters and I. We chosen to stay in Manteca because this is where our families are, where our friends and our lives. When you're young, you think you're going to leave Manteca, but Manteca is a great place to work and live. Thank you. Would you like to say something to your son? He, he is 
Jewel, Julie and Dan and Lori, we really are very proud of our children, and I'm very proud of Dan. I hollered at him. He was on a tractor, so he's yeah. still on a tractor every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, he, he, he and I have the same tractor. We share equipment. So he was here working? Well, he was probably working at his place. Oh, he, he has a, a eight or nine acres oh, of okay. almonds, too. Okay. My name is Fred Scholl. I had a natural food distributing oh, yeah. company before my retirement. I met my famous Manteca friend through our wives who were both school principals in Manteca. We started taking trips with them and two other couples and have now been traveling for over 30 years. We've been to Mexico, Hawaii, Europe, Jamaica, and the West Indies. Jamaica, man. Man, yeah, man. Really? A red stripe. This guy here is funny. I went into the house. He was just sort of funny. He was laughing before I even got in there. Uh, I saw him at the rib feed the other night at MRPS, and I would have never known him before, but because I'd seen him a couple weeks ago, all the people that I noticed now when I walked into the room, some of these folks, I've heard about them many times, but I've never seen them. Well, that I've been involved in, uh, you know, my 43rd episode, you are, out of 52, um, and we'll be done on July 1st. I I don't know if we're going to be done, I think we're going to refocus, maybe, allow all 52 people to pick someone for me to go talk to. Since I picked, why don't I let y'all pick and that might be a little easier because everybody's in you all are piped in i'm not really piped in you know i was did my radio and yeah, modesto yeah. and stockton and i served manteca as much as i could much like ron augustine he would work to keep manteca in the oh, modesto yes. b readership oh, yeah. well i did the same with cat country and tried to yeah. keep uh, manteca you in know the, because it's a big city in the listening area but uh, right yeah that guy hilarious so i when i went to the mrps and there he was t- Big smile. Is he always like that? Oh, Is yeah. He constantly? Just a tremendous... Continue, sir. What do you know to be true about Dino? He's the rule keeper of bocce. He's sort of a farmer and a well-respected educator and coach. <laughs> the rule keeper of bocce and sort of a farmer. Well, we, uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, he knows I'm not much of a farmer. I, uh, in fact, I've leased out my property. I don't do it anymore. I, when I turned 83, I thought that was enough. I've done it for 40 years. Whenever he doesn't quite go along with Sharon, he says, Ah, Sharon, why is Dino a treasure to Manteca? Mm-hmm. Dino had football field named after him, so he must have impressed a lot of people yeah. by his support of young people, colleagues, and the community. And I agree. He deserves the honor. How about a funny story? When we were all in Jamaica, all four couples climbed the Duns River Falls and kissed our brides, which was all captured on a video. We were so excited about it that we bought four videos when one would have been plenty. We've laughed our, at ourselves and over and over through the years. Yeah, that's true. We've only watched that video once as a group. Tell me about a talent Dino had that we might not be aware of. He tried to learn Italian and not sure if he did. And he does some beautiful woodworking. Wait, he knew Italian, Fred. Let's get straight on this. He had to reteach or go home to brush up a bit. I had to brush up. He actually knew it, to be correct, to make the record correct there. Well, I knew a a dialect, the Venetian where my parents were from, they learned in school real Italian, and then they had Italian that was spoken around Venice. Then when they came to the United States, they added 
American words to the Italian. Half-assed Italian. Yeah, half-assed yeah, half-assed Italian. Italian. Yeah, like we used to say uh, on Sundays, we'd go for uh, un giro, mm-hmm. which would mean a ride around the country. Mm-hmm. And then it became Valrida. We added ride to it. So, you know, as you, you kind of... Uh, and implement a little English into the Italian, you know it becomes a language. It becomes very, Portuguese. It, yeah, it becomes a language that nobody really understands, but your your group. Yeah, yeah. Who's next? Hi, my name is Michael Cowan. I'm uh, Dino Cunho's grandson. Hey, Michael. And I had to go look up Michael because uh, he's a big wig. Yeah. He's a big deal right now, huh? Veritas School. Yep. Congratulations to him. Is he a principal? Yes, he is. But he's worked hard to become a principal. He went to taught school. In fact, he taught at East Union for four or five years, and then he became a vice principal. Now he's a principal at Verda School, and uh, he's done very well there. Is My that, grandmother went to Verda School. Is that right? Yeah. The old Verda. Yeah, the, yeah, on Verda Road. The, yeah, the real Verda. Where the trees are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's true about your grandpa? My grandfather, is he has uh, been in the community for a very long time, and has been able to work with many families and students and community members to help Manteca grow and be successful. Um, He's definitely someone um, people in our community know, um, even myself, um, when I talk about him and people have a story to tell me about Grandpa. It's very nice. Um, He has touched many families and individuals and really have inspired people to um, do better. Tell me about Michael. Michael, let's see, our second grandson. He's uh, walking in your footsteps. Well, he's gone beyond my footsteps. He's walking in Sharon's footstep because she was a principal. And uh, he's amazing. He always was very talented. I remember when he went to East Union, he uh, didn't really reach his potential. Then Sharon uh, took him aside and gave him some direction. We helped him uh, get established at uh, Delta. One of my former uh, the person that I taught with was teaching at Delta, and she was tutoring athletes as well as her teaching. Uh, Diane Orn is her name, and I credit her with getting Michael started on the college path in a positive way. She uh, tutored him, got him uh, through his first year of the junior college, and then he went on to become the, uh, when he graduated from Delta, he was the outstanding communications arts student, oh. and he got that award. And from there, he decided to go to the University Pacific. He got involved in a program at the county where he could uh, do his teaching as well as his student teaching at the same time. That worked out very well for him. He got a job at Golden West School, was very successful at doing that. Then he went on and said he wanted to get his doctorate. And he gotten his doctorate at the University of Pacific. And then he went into administration, became a vice principal, and now he's the principal at Veritas School. Go okay. on, Mike. My favorite kind of story about my grandpa is just, you know, the time we went to um, Italy as a family together. We all went back and um, to his family hometown of Pisano, Italy, and was able to spend about a week in northern Italy exploring. One of my favorite times with my grandpa. Go on. Uh, overall, um, do you know? is one of those guys that you can sit down and have a conversation with. In five minutes, he will inspire you to do great things, set you on a track of uh, success. Um, his words have a lot of meaning and a lot of power to them, and he knows how to inspire individuals to be 
the best that they can be. And so he's definitely done that for me over the years. He's uh, inspired me in my education and making sure that I've um, pursued higher education and then also kind of following in the family footsteps of being in education as well. Congrats on all your doings, Michael. How about a final thought on Grandpa? Dino is definitely a a, a talent when it comes to um, helping you uh, find that hidden potential inside yourself. He knows how to read people very well and inspire them to be great. My grandpa's, um, you know, uh, passion to give others inspiration and everything has really carried over in many, many families. And it's just something that I still see to this day um, when I'm about the, the community and hearing stories about how Dino has touched so many families' lives in getting people on the right track or um, helping them into uh, higher education or just helping them, you know, to do their best is some of my favorite um, stories. So I get to hear them a lot. And, and he's done this for me um, numerous times and just kind of, you know, that, that kick in the rear to make sure that you're doing or being successful and um, always doing the right thing. It, even when it's hard, he definitely inspires people to do that. I have enjoyed my conversations with him over the years. And it's just always one of those things you leave a conversation with him feeling renewed and inspired and uh, able to take on the world. And so I really thank him for that. And I appreciate um, everything that he's done for me in my life and helping me be on the right track and being, you know, successful because I owe my success um, to him and his dedication to his family and his um, hard work that he's put in over those years because it's definitely something that I've been able to um, hold on to and be inspired by. And, you know, that love for education, he definitely instilled that in me. Um, It have taken me a little bit longer than some or others. And it's definitely something that I I definitely have now. And it's something that I inspire my students to have as well. So I I just hope that I could leave um, some inspiration behind just like he's done on on so many other people's lives. So it is um, an amazing uh, talent that he has that he's given to so many people. So I hope that I could just be half of what he's been able to do. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you, Michael. You thank your grandmother and I by being as successful as you have been. And we appreciate all the hard work that you've put in and continue to put in. Continued success. Great job at Veritas. Thank you. What would you like to say to City of Manteca in general? People well, that have been through your programs and, well, and just the many people you've come into contact. Manteca has been great to Sharon and I. You know, I, I moved to Manteca because there was a job opportunity here, but mostly because it was a community of about 7,000 people. When we first moved here, I had lived in Susanville all of my life until I started college. And Susanville was about 7,000 people. And I was looking for a community similar to Susanville. Uh, Manteca was a little different, but it uh, afforded me the opportunity to do what I wanted to do. I was able to uh, teach and enjoy teaching had a good relationship with the people of the community. And then when I transferred to East Union, I still had Manteca, but I also got the communities of French Camp and Lathrop. was very thankful to get uh, the different, the variety of students from those two communities as well. We had them at Manteca High, but... Uh, 
And when you say you had them, you're talking literally about Hispanics and uh, yes. black kids and maybe even Asian at that Asian, a- Asians yeah. too. Oh yes, a lot of Asians. I have uh, fond memories of various Asians families that uh, just bought into education. And, and blacks and Hispanics and it just uh, wasn't that kind of a town. No, you know. Yeah, it was well uh, a mixed, well mixed town. And at Manteca High, the kids from Lathrop and uh, uh, French Camp were bused to school. Right. So we we got those, and I enjoyed that. I grew up with that. You know, uh, being Italian, uh, the Italians lived in a certain part of Susanville. I was uh, accepted in school very well because of my association with other athletes. I never felt any prejudice. Uh, I remember one story my dad used to tell, and this was world during World War II. There, they uh, the Italians had a Sons of Italy hall, not too far from where we lived. And during World War II, somebody burned it down. Yeah, because Italy was world mixing. War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad said that, and I said, well, why didn't you guys rebuild it? And he said, well, there was no interest after that. Mm. So it became a a church after a while. But I never felt that, you know, and I felt that uh, I I was given a fair chance at whatever I did, and I wanted to make sure my students got a fair chance. And I think Manteca has adapted well from 7,000 to 70,000. Yeah, uh-huh. except for the traffic. Yeah, except for the traffic. Yeah. I'm sure they'll get that figured out well, at some it, point. It's, it's pretty good. I still enjoy going downtown, and I enjoy being from Manteca. And uh, I always used to call Susanville my hometown, but after the years we spend here, Manteca is my hometown now. Thank you. I appreciate you, Dino, for being here. Oh, I uh, thank you. I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity I'm from hearing about some of my from my friends and some of my my children. Nice. Thank, thank you. Thank you. It's good to know you.